Hey, welcome to Red River Podcast. Uh, today we're we're going to talk about who? Metallica. Yeah, the band's most discussed in our yeah, tenure, for sure. Uh, but you know they have a new record coming out, and I were out already. And whenever mm-hmm. they release stuff, it's like a big deal. So, sure, this will coincide with our De La Soul episode that hopefully we'll record uh next week or something um today we're gonna talk about our top 10 favorite songs post the black album um because everything else is you know you you could argue even to some people that the black album is a classic you know some people feel that way and i think enough time has passed where you know the way i liken liken it to is like when you when it was the nineties and you would watch these direct to video movies and you thought they were terrible, but now right. you've had like 30 years of terrible movies to compare it to. And you're like, yeah, the nineties were pretty good. <laughs> totally. man. And I, um, you know, I, I've always said, I didn't like the black album, this and that. Listen, the, the black albums is, I don't like enter Sandman. There's certain songs I never would like to hear again or, Unforgiven. I'm not. Nothing else matters. I'm not into those tunes. But there's some crushers on it. And and listen, uh, I I can't. I hate to sound like I, like sometimes I'll be like, if it sounds like I'm hating on Metallica, I'll never hate on Metallica. Like Metallica's first four records are like four of the most important records in my entire life. They changed every. Like if. I can tell people where I was when I heard Cliff Burton died. Like my grandparents will tell you about JFK or some shit. You know what I'm saying? This shit is like, <laughs> this shit is my runs through my blood. Like I ate, let breathe shit Metallica for, for years. So, and yeah, I am, that's my era that I'm all about. So when they, and then when they were putting out albums in the, in the nineties, post black album, I was on to other things. So I in revisiting some of this stuff, like listening to Load and Reload. This might be the first time I really sat with them, like, like ever in uh, listening to front to back. You know what I mean? And or even revisited it forever. And um, so I was somewhere else, but like I don't think I was wrong on <laughs> on a couple of these records. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I I find this list is like very much. You know, off of three records. So uh, I did the I did the breakdown on the records because, uh, I mean, there's only so you figure, you know, there there hasn't been that many records. There's been Load. There's been Reload. Right. St. Anger. Mm-hmm. Uh, Death Magnetic. Death. Right. Uh, Hardwired, Hardwired. And then the new one, 72 Seasons. So, you know. Right. That in 30 years, seven albums is is not a lot. But, I mean, these songs are every album is like, you know, like the length of a slumber party massacre, basically like, you know, <laughs> like all those movies. Uh, yeah. so yeah, you know, we were on to different things by the time, you know, Metallica was everything for me. Uh, mm-hmm. when, when I was 10, the video for one came out and it was like the first thing that they ever did, you know, there wasn't sure. like, you weren't like maybe there was like an article and hit parade or something. You saw like a picture or I'll never forget looking at the back of like um I would go to like uh the whiz and flushing. And and it was when CDs had the long that that long fucking box, you know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, and I would look at 
at the back of Master of Puppets, and and it looked like they were playing to the population of like the United States. Yeah, and I'll always remember that. And I'm like, oh my god, this band is and, like just so cool, and that's doing it completely their own way. Like no radio, no singles, no nothing, purely underground, supporting them and stuff. And I I remember getting Kill 'Em All at Caldor in Riverhead. And sitting there and looking at the back of this record at these pimply face 16 to 18 year old guys. And I'm like, these guys look like people I know. They're not, there's no, there's no airs about this. There's no makeup. There's no filter. There's no nothing. This is raw shit. You know what I mean? Like he, and you never, it was just, it was the next logical step after being like, you know, a Sabbath maiden. Now we're a little faster and now we bring in some motorhead into the maiden. And now we, we give this to the world. And it's, it was like the next logical step. And, you know, um, and you know, the, the mystery, you know, where you could, you get it where you can get it. Uh, I remember the, the hoops that I felt I had to go through just to get a copy of cliff them all. You know, mm. I'm like, oh my god, this is it's all I wanted. I wanted Cliff yeah. them all. I'm like, I fucking need Cliff them all. And then when you get it, you know, it's just that aura. Uh, I love the imagery on Injustice for All. I love all mm -hmm. that stuff. You know, is really cool. So, uh, you know, fast forwarding, you know, you figure load came out in '96. Like we were already out. Like we were. Was it '96? Wow, that was a big gap between Black Album and that. Five years, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but we, yeah, and we, and that we and that gone. was a really it, we were gone. We were on to some other shit, which does happen in life. But also, I mean, Jesus, they a band that looked so you know when when that alt rock really owned the early nineties and everything changed, and you know they looked like a confused band to me. Like you know they didn't. They had these already or like look, losing my religion looking uh, videos and shit. And it's it's, makeup fu and it's the funny you say and, that. It's funny you yeah. say that because I'm going to bring up R.E.M. as soon as we start talking. <laughs> OK, but they. uh, Yeah. So you like to think that your heroes are not, you know, they they just don't they won't do what a lot of the bands did. Which mm -hmm. is like, oh my god! Like Kiss is like, I need to figure out what to do. Kiss is like, we're gonna come out, you know, and rip off the New York Dolls or whatever they did. Then they're like, oh my god, uh, disco's big. I guess we gotta go do, do disco songs. Like, oh my god, I guess hair bands are in. So I guess we have to do like what Poison's doing. Oh my god, yeah. no one's paying attention. I guess we're just gonna like look tough and like do, you know, put out the album Revenge. Revenge, yeah. yeah. So everything that they do is just to like, you know, like dick ride. Keep up with the Joneses, yeah. 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 And, and which this uh, band wasn't that kind of band, you would think, you know. But, you would uh, you would think. You know, you would, but you, listen, you know. Yeah. I mean, what are you gonna do? You you do see though in those pictures, and Davey mentioned something, but like Jason always did look like like you could almost see through the picture, like <laughs> how much longer I can do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he had echo on the brain, that's for sure. Uh, <laughs> so uh yeah, man, let's let's do this. Let's let's just give our 10 favorite um yeah, uh post black album uh tracks and then at the end, you know, maybe we could just kind of go through the new album a little bit, you know, cuz I listened to it a few times and I like it 
a lot more on the third listen for sure. So uh, what do you and have? Go, and, going, and working on this whole thing, like I definitely changed my tune on a couple of things. I felt, And, and it, it, was, it was like I said, this was fun to sit with a couple of these because I haven't. I am completely my initial reactions towards and I also reinforce load reboot and St. Anchor. My original feelings toward them remain. Yeah, yeah. Like those me three too. records are fucking terrible. But anyway, <laughs> they're um, pretty bad. They're fucking terrible, man. Like yeah. terrible. There was almost I have no songs from any of those ones. But anyway, I, I, you know I do. <laughs> uh, there was some that I was I'll mention it later. I was dabbling in. But I, I'm gonna go with number 10 from 72 season, the chasing light. Uh, oh song. wow! I really liked it. It's got a it, it's a good riff, solid track. It's got a interesting chorus vocally. Um, it's a little repetitive at some points, but um, but overall it's good. And I think James sounds good on it. like his. I was thinking about Hetfield. Hetfield's got like a real like. He's not, you know, he's not the best singer in the world. He's good for what they do, but he's got a he's got a range that he has to stay in. He has a range. Yeah. yeah, yeah. When he gets a little higher than that, and the shit starts cracking up, it loses it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or when he's like talking low, like I'm, he's got a zone that he's got to be in to make that shit work. And, yeah, because uh, I know he's had vocal problems, like he fried it out and shit. Though. I mean, and he's old. You know what I mean? But he it, it works on me. Cool. Yeah. So that's your number 10. Uh, yeah. yeah, he definitely has a range and uh, he definitely disregarded that whole thing during St. Anger. There were things that he was doing on 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 that record where I like some of the things I revisited. I was like, you know what? I'm glad I did because I, I was a little harsh towards this and other things. I was like, this is so bad. This is worse than I remember. <laughs> You know, like it was just so, so unbelievably bad. And I, I had a conversation with Rick Jimenez as a side note. And yes. uh, we were talking about the new album. And he said, one episode we have to do with him is uh, top 10 most ridiculous Metallica songs. I saw him write that. We hit Yeah, we yeah. got to do that. Yeah, that's going to be good. Because there, there was a few that I came across. Um, But my, my number 10, funny enough, uh, is off of... uh load from 1996 hero of the day hmm. now i i this song does not sound like metallica in any way and i think maybe that that they really experimented on this album and uh i would say most of it completely failed uh and his vocal range and certain things like ain't my bitch like when james headfield starts singing sometimes he reminds me of michael jackson like a lot of these, like uh, over, he's like the 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 metal Michael Jackson because he's just like a lot of like eh, yeah yeah like you know it's yeah. like yeah it's just oh, yeah. like Michael he's the Jackson king of year. yeah I guess so you know the king of pop yeah. and the king of year. so he gave birth to a lot of uh, you know terrible habits uh, every shitty band from uh, K Rock from the nineties definitely he's he's he birthed him and Allison Chains but Hero of the Day is oh, yeah. a really good song. Uh, it's very strange, like, it, it, and it, ha it it gets really heavy at the end, but it's a really good song. Like, it's genuinely, if you listen to it, it's a really fucking good song. And if you're listening to this and you haven't heard it in a while, go listen to it and forget the fact that it's Metallica and just listen to it as like a song. And it's a fucking mm -hmm. great song. So that's my number. It is seven. a well-written song. I yeah. agree. Yeah. Um, 
my number nine is All Nightmare Long from mm. Death Magnetic. Um, I this, it's funny, like I this was always like one of the standout tracks from that you know what? record let, when I first let, heard it. Let, let's let's go back to that because I have it higher up. So when okay, I, yeah, when, yeah. I, when I bring Absolutely. it, then, then we'll talk about it. So totally. um, another one from Load at number nine. <laughs> Until It Sleeps. Okay. Until It Sleeps could have been an REM song. It could have been an REM song. It looks like an REM video. There was a okay. lot of there was a lot of things that they did, especially like the bridge. Um, It's a really fucking well-written song. Like it's a genuinely well-written song, and I, I, I feel like they did a lot of cool stuff on this record. Um, and, but those are the two shining lights for sure. That like, if, if the rest of the record sounded like that, I mean, they they could have just started a completely different band because these two songs, I just think that they're very good songs. And if you're going to try something different, uh, you figure Load has. 14 songs. I would say the other 12 are terrible. Did you ever see the video for Mama Said? I think King Nothing isn't doesn't have a bad riff in it. No, great uh, chorus. But, but and the, the th- that song and until it sleeps. Until it's I would agree with you too about the song craft of, of until it sleeps, but that video is burnt. The until it sleeps video, that I and I wasn't even listening to them at the time, but when I and they were debuting a new Metallica video, I was always curious, you know what I mean? Always. And that shit still sits with me, <laughs> like, so unpleasantly. When they're, they're cutting to all of them and they're doing the arty moves and grabbing their faces as the mascara's running down and looking all, like, losing my... Well, who was the guy that directed all those fucking videos? And Was that Anton Corbin? I was going to say uh, Anton Corbin, so I don't know if it is, yeah. but... If I was thinking it, you were thinking it, then we'll say hands yeah. on. Go they were like, get me the losing the religion guy, slaps the makeup on these boys. And like, it like just was De- so fucking. Depeche Mode, maybe like walking in my shoes might have been him as well or something. So, yeah, and- there was a theme there. And I think he did uh, like um, he might have did uh, Heart Shaped Box too. Green, green Jelly, Three Little Pigs. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> but yeah. But uh, yeah, load. Okay, so until it sleeps, blah blah blah, and th- those are the only two things. Did you watch the video for Mama said? I didn't even know there was a video. No, no. So it's literally like James's solo album. Like you, if you, li- it's just a a cowboy country song, and it's him in the video in a cowboy hat. Like it just, I never knew there was a video for this, and it's. Man, it's something like if you're listening to this and you're curious, Metallica, Mama said, I, I looked it up. It has like 50 million views or something like it's. A, yeah, I didn't even know that was a single off that record. I yeah, no, that was. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, at 50 million views. And I'm sure 49 was just in complete shock watching it over and over again. <laughs> like, um, So that was my number nine. So what's your number eight? Uh, My number eight is from what is by far in my opinion the best post black metallica album uh hardwired to self-destruct um uh now that we're dead which is uh you 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 hear a lot of like comparison with what older song it reminds me of that i'll say because i just can't help thinking that way but it's really slow and steady got a real like 
seek and destroy kind of riff, I would say, in, in that exact tempo. And usually I prefer my Metallica fast, but not always. But it really settles into like a nice groove. And I just, I love, like they got like Death Magnetic at St. Anger, obviously the recording uh, you hear about that a million times. A lot of people had a problem with the way Death Magnetic was recorded. I think Hardwired was like the first one that got it right, like how that later Metallica should sound. And uh, now that we're dead, that's my uh, number right. eight. I got uh so I wanted to not completely. I I ignored Reload, but I'll yeah. circle. I'll circle back to that art album in particular. But I picked a song that made it like it was just the most random thing on St. Anger, like it and the production like it. It sounds like they just got some Calypso drummer from the beach to fucking play the drums on this. It was just like I it just. I can't even get like it's it's a good song. The song's called Dirty Window. It's like the first okay. song on on St. Anger. And it's mm -hmm. just like a really cool, like some, like once again, something that they tried and it was different, but it was still like super heavy and uh, a well-written song. It's just once you get over like that steel drum sound that they got going on, uh, yeah. I, I wanted to to sh to shine a light on on that song in particular because I know Saint Anger, Saint Anger is just bad. It's just it's so, so bad. bad, man. It's you know what, and too, and this last time I listened to it, and God, I couldn't tell you the last time I sat with that record from start to finish. Like, <laughs> shit was like, whoa, man, this is really bad. But I was like, God, the drums might not even be the worst part of this record. Like, <laughs> His there's so much wrong with it. His, his singing, vocals are terrible. His singing are ter you know, his singing, like his singing is very like I don't know what they were trying to do. Like he was trying to go like heavier, more emotive, or like angrier or something. Well, they just I mean shit. I mean, look at you watch the movie and like thank God at least the only good thing that this era gave us was that pet documentary, which is still a fascinating watch, but like there was just another confused era there where they were trying. That was another keeping up with the Jones. Kirk, no solos, you know, because System of a Down doesn't play solos. And that shit's hot right now. Like, it, it was very much like that. And James is going through his whole rehab thing. And is going through a lot of childhood issues and that shit and, and singing. But, man, he's. His voice cracks like crazy. And yeah, Lars gets Lars gets all the smoke for that record being fucked up. But like, yeah, you know, there's equal blame to be passed around. You know, what uh, I, mean? I I'll give all the blame to Bob Rock completely for yeah. just being like, what is like? Because he was like, they gave him co-writing credits. It was the, the three guys and then him. Uh, yeah, that I was, was just a. Go ahead. I was going to say, like, sidetrack, you know, Showtime added the Anvil documentary. And, of course, at night, if I don't want to watch something that, that you know, new, I'll sure. watch something old. And I put that on and I totally forgot just like it was almost extra painful <laughs> rewatching it. But I love in the beginning where they have the talking heads and like Lars is one of them where they're sure. like they're like they're gassing these people up to like. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, Anvil. You know, they were like everyone loved them. And it was just like I don't think yeah. so. Like they got I like don't slash. Know. <laughs> bro. Growing up in that era, I don't know anybody repping that was repping Anvil. Anybody, yeah. like unless you had like brain damage or some shit. It's <laughs> yeah. like that. 
like, and I love the story, you know, of course you have to root for these guys or whatever, but like fucking, they were terrible. Like they, they were pretty fucking terrible. And it just, it was so much fun to rewatch it again because of the passion. And there was one yes. thing that really stuck out to me was the obliviousness or the cluelessness of the singer when they go to the festival and they, he starts talking to everyone. He's like, Oh, there goes Tommy. Yeah. Alders. There goes whoever, but he's talking to Carmine Apis. Apathy, and he's like telling him this story on camera. He's like, "Yeah, you know, we remember this time we played with you guys in the '80s, blah blah." And you were like, uh, trying to like fuck this girl, and uh, all of a sudden she wasn't having it. Like, I forget the story of what it was, but once he said you were trying to like get with this girl, and she like turned you down, and he was like, he looked at him like, "What are you doing on camera?" Right? And he's like, "Nah, man, I don't remember." He's like, "Yo, good seeing you," and he just walked away. Like, but it's just so. It's so unbelievably amazing that he's so into talking to Carmine that he doesn't even care what story he brings up. Like, it's just like, I, I just, I'm talking to you and it's like so clueless that anyone would know, like, you're on camera. Oh, never bring that up. Why would you ever bring that mm. up? And he's no. like, peace, gotta go. Don't know you. Uh, of course he doesn't. So, number seven. Eight? I don't Number know. seven, seven. Um, I got Lux Eterna from seventy-two seasons. Do you have that later on? Or no. no. Okay. Um, this was one of the. I don't remember what the four singles they released going. In. I think this was one of them. This is um, the first. The first. This was right. Yeah. You know, it fucking cooks. It cooks. It's tight. I also like that. You know, and not to be one of those people. Um, that like. For instance, like when Terrifier 2, people bitching about the length of it, you know what I mean, as a criteria. I The length of something doesn't bother me unless it's like uh, they, they, there's things that should be left out. So when Metallica every now and then will cut, will make a tight four-minute track, I, I, I think it's a good thing. This was I think like three I minutes, I think. 352, something like that. Because they... they they do seem to lack sometimes a little bit of a self edit on yeah. their shit, like where some stuff could be, you know, this song doesn't need to be eight minutes. You know, you got to tight, these riffs are fat, you know, this thing's moving, but then I don't know, like it just doesn't need to be too much. You've lost me now at this point. I almost forgot that tasty riff that was like in the earlier part. Cause you keep going and shit. So when they turn out something like this, short and tight I, I i dig it i know i'm not in love with the chorus on it but and it's also got a great kirk solo on it too because because kirk had a long period of time where he just had to eat it and not like <laughs> you know he was a guitar god for us growing up you know he and, really uh, was he was a guitar yeah. god for sure and it was like hey man uh solos are not cool anymore so you can't play a solo like that's insane yeah. to me yeah. um but yeah so what kept this off my list was um the chorus i didn't like the chorus but it's but a bad I, chorus yeah uh but so i'm gonna go with my number seven from that same album and uh it's the song 72 seasons killer that's my number five okay so then i'll, I'll wait to talk about right, go that. ahead talk on it i, I could just jump in with you okay Fine. so 72 seasons uh great opener man you know just riff good halftime 
really, I don't know. It was just great. You know, um, one of my favorite, I, I I'll give my, my overall thoughts on the new record at the end. So we could kind of like dive mm-hmm. into it a little bit, but, uh, yeah, just great opener, great riff, uh, really cool chorus. It, it just, uh, it, it's, if you want to hear a Metallica song and you want to hear, you feel like you're listening to a Metallica song, this is a, a really good one. So, yeah, I couldn't say it better myself, man. It made me think too, like in listening to a lot of these, they love Lars loves that snare drum, and they love they love those long intros where he's yeah. <laughs> There's yeah. so many on like so many a couple of these records and shit, but yeah, same thing, man. It's it's got a really good head bob and groove to it when it wants to pick up the pace into that like thrash and gallop, you know that that's indicative of that genre. It, it does it. It's a solid tune. I don't mind that, uh, you know, that snare hit because it reminds me of Injustice for All. There's something yeah. about that that it just maybe he did it a lot during that album, which, uh, you know, it's just a great album. I love it. So anything that reminds me of that is cool. So uh, so number six. Number six, I got also from 72 Seasons. And this was another one of the uh, four singles, uh, Screaming Suicide. Do you have that? I don't. I don't. But I love. So I. I like that song a lot. Yeah. I love the melody of the and the verses, the vocal, how it's got that descending. Uh, yeah, I won't be I, able to describe I know, it. But I you know. know what I'm talking I about. know exactly what you're talking about because it's my favorite part of the song. It's so good, right? Yeah, that's. It's a perfect. It's Hatfield sounding like later era Hatfield singing exactly like he should. Also clocks in at a smart five and a half minutes. Doesn't <laughs> overstay it. Doesn't overstay its welcome. Yeah. Fucking tight, tight, tight. I, I love that song. I really liked it. Um, so I want to represent another the last one from the new record. And my favorite song from it is a, a deep cut. Um, but I think they might have released it on release radar not too long ago. Uh Too Far Gone. I think Too Far Gone so mm. far for me is my favorite song on 72 seasons uh it's got a killer chorus very cool chorus um you know nice brisk you know like maybe four and a half five minutes Mm -hmm. but uh it's really really good it's 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 one of those sleeper songs for me that turned out to be like my favorite along with um man there was another one on on here that i want to give a shout out to but i didn't include it um crown of barbed wire i thought was like really cool um those were the two sleeper songs because you know you have like the first i would say like three songs that really uh you know hit you right away so but uh too far gone and uh so that brings us to your number five i had 72 seasons so Okay, cool. And then I have all nightmare long now for my number five. Uh okay, yo, let's get into that. Heller. Yo, I so to me. Death Magnetic is the best thing that they've done post Black Album. One hundred percent. I love everything about it. Granted, maybe it kind of falls apart towards the end of the album, uh, but it's fucking killer. And when I heard Old Nightmare Long, I remember trying to play along to it because there was a video for a really cool animation, and Kirk was playing so fast, like I couldn't even keep up with my hand. Um, mm-hmm. and it, it's just a frantic, frantic song with just the guitar heroics, you know, even Dave Mustaine must've been like, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, like, <laughs> like, right, 
right. All right, motherfuckers, I'll give you this one. So, yeah, killer, <laughs> killer, killer song for sure. Yeah, it's, it, 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 you know, I don't have much to add that you didn't already say, but like, uh, got a, again, great gallop in it. Uh, crazy solo. The riff after the solo that goes into like this really fucking tasty riff that I, that I love. Um, it, it's, uh, it, and it's got a good hook to it. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hook. And, and Death Magnetic yeah. was exciting because Death Magnetic, after those three abortions of, of of albums that they put out, like Death Magnet Death Magnetic was the first one that really gave you a taste of like, okay, maybe these guys still can because every band you how many times have you heard we're gonna return to our roots on this shit you know what i mean even from these guys alone you've heard it a million times but this was the first time i, you got I just a taste i just of it. i just read rancid right that on their new album it's like yeah. first time working with uh you know Brett Gerwitz, uh in 25 years and the magic is back and but i get it being in a band you do f- always feel that way you play and you, once you start working on new songs you're like this is the best shit we've ever done, man. <laughs> you know, how I do guess. you like, and this is the Rick Rubin record, right? Uh, yeah. I, what, I, how do you like the production? On I it? don't mind it. I think it's awesome. Yeah. I think it's, ab- what, yo, I remember yo. like a whole thing where people like had like, or somebody remixed it and they put it out like in, uh, on YouTube or whatever. I, I don't remember what, you know, everybody's bitches about everything and shit. You know, I was always hoping though that they did once. Like I always wish they, did another record with Fleming Rasmussen just once, just to see if how that would go. Like, I wonder if they ever considered it, you know, because he was still working, making records and shit. Like, it, it, it there just there, there is nothing sonically about those old records that sounds good. They nah. they just don't. It's it's just when you listen to it, it's just hard to really compete. It's like watching like a VHS tape, like. Technically, mm-hmm. it's not going to look better than a Blu-ray, but it does like just because mentally that's where your brain is at. You're like, oh, that's well, cool. like also, though, when those records were made, like how it was being recorded. So, you know, Rasmussen's not going to record it the same like he's using the tools everyone else is now, you know, to fatten it up. I would have just been curious to see what what if they would add some magic together. But uh, I'll have to let Lars know about that. What I think, if he, Lars, if you're listening, I'll, uh... yeah, I don't know, I don't know what else like he went on to do recently. You know, like I, I'm not sure what 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 uh... he did a lot of. Sh- I actually had dinner, uh, the first time, one of the first times I went out to L.A. and shit. Uh, Jeff's Fab's sister was friends with someone, and we went out to dinner, and Fleming Rasmussen was at the table. And did you punish him? Like, How, what the fuck? No. I'm very polite, man. That's yeah, why yeah, I, that's yeah. why I'm a stage potato that gets, you know, that still gets tickets. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you never want to punish you you just don't invite a punisher, but goddamn, I'd be thinking the same thing. Like, ah. I think I should write a book maybe about yeah. like how to, you know, how to just, do that properly. Yeah. Just be like, grow hey. up with somebody that does really well in the business. First, first step one. <laughs> first, and, first and foremost, for all you kids listening, <laughs> if you see a friend and he has some sort of talent or she, uh, you know, stay close to them and uh, you know, yeah. just wait for them to to blossom, and then from there, eternally, <laughs> eternally sleep on their couch for now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, so that's five. So what's your four? 
my number four, also from um, Death Magnetic. This was just your life, the opener. That's um, that. That's my number one. So let let's say okay. That. Let's hang on to that. One. Sure. Uh, I have mouth. Uh, mouth moth to a flame. Number four. I got that that number. That's my uh, later on. I should say number two actually. Okay. Uh, yeah. Let's yeah. talk about it then. All right. Uh, yeah. So you know, hardwire came back. I I love the opening track. Um, I love all these songs on there. Uh, but there's something. There was like a lot of stuff in the middle that I I feel like maybe they were trying to, maybe not cater to like the black album fans, but there is a lot of like that 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 um DNA in in hardwire. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is just a killer of a track. This is a great chorus. Like, that's what I remember. Just a really cool hook and, uh, you know, just, just a ripper of a song. Moth to a flame. Hatfield sounds great on this song. Great. And, and Lars does too, man. You know, I'm not like ever one of those people. Like I I do not like the shit on Lars automatically thing. Cause listen, back in the day, dude, Lars was like, everybody, you know, because pre-Napster and whatever happened there and this and that. And yeah, he isn't, he is not Charlie Benante. He is not Dave Lombardo. He does not have, or, or Gar Samuelson, even like the earlier Megadeth drummer who had a jazz feel. He, he can be a little loose with it and stuff, but that's kind of like his appeal and style. And when Lars was out there ripping back in the day and nobody was talking shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Nobody. Also, he, how many he, he how, how many people you know stood up from the drum kit and pointed? You know, very important. Did a lot of that stuff, a lot of standing up, which a lot of drummers didn't do. So, yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I'm I'm not a Lars hater whatsoever. I think. But what it, I was gonna say, he's got a nice, he's got a killer double bass riff on this, and he sounds real tight. That's why I started going into my Lars rant stuff. But yeah, he catches I'm, a lot of shit. He does, but I think a lot of people just don't know, and it's like a pile on. And sometimes it's funny. I get it. And also, I don't think he gives a goddamn at all. If anybody doesn't give a goddamn about yeah. what people think of him, because that guy, you know, yeah, he's Metallica doing... is interesting because it's like I'm sorry to cut. Uh, I like James and Lars do not look like they're a fun hang. Kirk no. and Robert, good time probably. Yeah, probably shoot the shit for hours about all kinds of nice shit. I just listened to Rob on an old episode yeah. of, of of WTF, Mark Marin and shit. He was on with Flea promoting the Jocko Pistorius doc, and uh, it's an old episode. But what a nice dude, you know? Like I, I they heard just him so cool. I just heard him on uh, Turned Out a Punk, you know, mm. with da- Damien from Fucked Up, and uh, it was cool, man. He just, I mean, the fact that he even did that. He's like, oh, I'm yeah. promoting 72 seasons. It's like, I mean, do you even need to? Like, what do yeah. you like? You know, but he's like talking about suicidal and like, you know, like all his like early stuff and just a really, really cool guy for sure. He seems like a great guy. And when and that in in some kind of monster documentary, when him getting the job is like one of the most feel good, like fucking moments in the documentary you'll ever see when they offer him the gig. The day infectious grooves died is the way I like to <laughs> like to like to look at it. I like to remember it that way. Uh, but uh, the plague that makes your booty move. So number three, I don't know. I got confused. Yeah, I had four. I had this was just your life, which you got later. 
Yeah. Then you went in the moth and the flame. So my number three is uh, Hardwired to Self Destruct, the uh, title track. Um, another one when they dropped, they dropped out. This was the first release, I believe, right before yep, the yep. Uh, the album, and I was I was like, oh shit, this is a ripper. This is like, uh, you know, this is throwing it back like Whiplash kind of style. You know what I mean? And uh, that's how that's the way I like my Metallica the most. You know. Uh, Great thrash rift, um, the most reminiscent to their early work, I think, in a long time. That track in particular, it, and I like the chorus. Yeah, it's a great chorus. It, I I hated leaving it off my list, but you mm-hmm. know, hero hero of the day and until it sleeps are two things that I really needed to throw in there. Well, I respect that you like, like a lot of time we make this list, like I will. For anything, we'll be like, you know, I wanted to spread it out or whatever. I, I just couldn't. I couldn't do it. I couldn't yeah. do it. I get it. I completely get it. But leaving that track out, it's such a badass track. And uh, yes, I love it. I respect uh, that. Number three for me is yeah. the day that never comes. That's off of uh, hmm. De- Death Magnetic, and yes. everything on there, you know. I think that's where they were like, really like, Hey, let's, I mean, you know what? And I, it, it was with Rick Rubin and Rick Rubin probably made them listen to all their old albums and was probably like, Hey, just remember what you guys used to do because this song is like a culmination of like, it sounds like a combination of like one sanitarium and like fucking uh, fate to black, you know, but like just mm-hmm. really, it's a really good song. And then it like kicks in in the middle um it's fucking awesome it's a it's like their best slow song post the black album for fucking I agree. so yeah yeah that's a killer track rick rubin definitely seems like he probably like arrived like a half hour late he laid on the couch with his shoes yeah. off and listened he, he laid on the was floor like, laid on the floor and it's like okay guys i want you to take your first five records and listen to them and then he just left and he didn't come back for like six days. Yeah, that's probably what he did completely. Sent, and then, sent a bill. You sent a bill. Yo, that's some fucking gangster ass shit, though, right? Like, you know what I mean? Like, you go oh, in there, you, you lay on the floor, no shoes on, and you're like, hmm. Yeah, I think you guys should. I think, I feel like he did mention it on a podcast or somewhere. Where he told him, and I feel like it was the, I'm pretty sure it was Metallica, where he's like, hey, remember what you guys used to do? And he fucking made them listen to like everything. Because when you listen to Death Magnetic, there's a lot of that, you know, I think there's a lot of that DNA. So, and I think Uh, either Metallica or Slayer, I can't remember who it was, but somebody in an interview talking about like, like, I don't think that guy really did shit. (laughs) Like, that was, I can't remember which, definitely Slayer. That was Slayer. It was. Yeah, that was Slayer. I feel like Kerry King might have said that. Yes, uh, you're right. And uh, maybe Gore said it too. I don't know. Maybe he was talking about like uh, Russell Simmons. Remember. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I I know Danzig said the same thing and Slayer, where they're like, yeah, like oh Rick Rubin produces like uh oh maybe it was Eerie Vaughn. Maybe he oh, said it. Maybe he was just like, "Yes, yeah. I think you're 100 yeah. percent right, dude." <laughs> he was like, uh, "I don't think he was there, but like, I don't, know. not really." <laughs> yes, totally. Shout out to Erie Vaughn. 
I so, still can't believe we talked to him. I still can't believe he said, yes, I'll do your stupid podcast. <laughs> it's the other day, too, I was thinking, because my son's playing the bass. I'm like, man, like, this is going to mean shit. But I can't believe Rudy Sarzo. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. an afternoon with us. I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens like, when you don't have anyone answering your emails or messages. You're just like, oh, my I'm God. Sure. Yeah. I wanted to be like, before we started, like, are you sure? You, you, <laughs> if you want to, you know, do something else right now, it's cool. I get it. Yeah. If you want to flake uh, on us like Adam Rifkin, you can. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. oh, where are we? Uh, number I two. just did. You did. Okay. Mine too was Moth into a flame like we okay. discussed. So yep. then I'll give my number two. Uh, mm-hmm. Atlas Rise. Fuck. Wow. That is the best song on Hardwire, I think. Um, there was, you know, the 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 title track. There was Moth. There was Spit Out the Bone. Uh, and but to me, Atlas Rise just felt like everything that Metallica does very well, and it had a great chorus, had great riff during the chorus. Uh, and in revisiting this stuff, that song really stuck out more than it ever did to me, like a lot. So that's my number two. Um, right. so my what's, number what's one one was uh, I knew this was going to be my number one. Well, actually, I went back and forth a little bit with Moth in the Flame in this, but I, I knew this would be up there. Really, my first four tracks on this whole list I was positive about, and then I had to fill in the rest, but spit out the bone, uh, from Hardwire. The, the, the track just cooks, man. Hetfield kills it. Uh, I love Kirk's solo in it. The title is hard. Uh, there's part in the bridge that's reminiscent to like a little bit of a leper messiah kind of feel to it. And uh, this is just one of the songs that I could, that I, I could, that rolls right into like classic era Metallica that like that really, really harnessed like the energy old, you know, like uh, it's a, it's a killer, killer thrash song. Well, that's how I feel about this was just your life, which is my number one. Uh, mm-hmm. When they came back and that was the first song that I heard, Nothing on the album came close to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but for that seven and a half or eight minutes, I was like, oh, my God. I'm like, I think Metallica's back. And as yeah. good as good as I thought, you know, um, Death Magnetic was and and revisiting it, I, I liked it even more, to be honest with you. Um, end of the line, really cool, like broken, beaten, scarred that didn't never comes like the first five songs immediately uh i mm-hmm. definitely did not need a third version of the unforgiven that's for sure yeah well, enough uh, with that shit and then uh judas kiss my apocalypse judas Pretty, kiss is great my apocalypse too it, it kind of almost made me think of like dyer's eve like it just had this really mm. hard frantic ending uh sure. you know that t- uh, last song but uh man this was just your life was just it- so good man it's like it I, I always mean, thought this song had a blackened, uh, definitely like yeah. had shades of blackened in it, which is one of my favorite Metallica yeah. songs of all time. Yeah, it could have been on any one of those old records. That Absolutely. song could have been on any one of those old albums, and you would it just it would have been like okay, yeah, that's that track right there. So uh, that was yeah. really my criteria is like the songs that would, and 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 again, like yeah, people will get on like uh, oh well they're. You know, people can't deal with that. They groan or they change. It's not. And, yo, it's hard. Like, yo, when you make your first five five records, like massive, 
fucking classics, like epic for the ages. First five out the box. I mean, that's a tough act to follow, man. It is, and all of them were very different. You know, you had the eighty, the early eighties, like you know, punk thrash of Kill 'Em All. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, with just killers like Four Horsemen, No Remorse, uh, Whiplash, and then they kind of like kicked it up a notch, something very different with uh, Ride the Lightning, and you know, you hear that stuff, and then you hear Fade to Black, makes someone like For Whom the Bells Toll, like that shit mm-hmm. probably sounded so sinister back then, and then they kick it up another notch with Master of Puppets, you know, like you you get Battery. To fucking master of puppets, disposable heroes, uh, Orion, um, you know, killer. And then they're like, okay, well, I guess now we're gonna like prog it up a little bit and we're gonna have these like extra long songs with like different like time signatures and riffs and stuff with Injustice for All. But you have everything from Blackened to Dyer's Eve, but then you have like the slowness of like Harvester of Sorrow, Short mm-hmm. of Straw, Eye of the Beholder, um, really cool just very cool and then from there they're like okay well you're right so like that's like a 10 year so 83 to like 91 like eight years of like you know doing all that shit and i get it you're probably like all right well what are we gonna do like maybe we'll just try to like work with a producer and like work on you know Mm -hmm. straight forward songs and enter sandman i guess i liked it when it came out but boy if i never heard that song again I, it's just not like, I guess it's good. Like maybe it is good, but anytime I think of like him at dust tonight and they're on a snow white. Yeah. Fuck that song and fuck every, nothing else matters too. It's just like, you know, listen, they just, they, they made, they wrote hits that got played overplayed. Like, you know, a lot of fucking things and, you I know, saw, and they're I, just I still think Sad But True is the best song on that. Sad But True, Sad but true. I, I still it's love great. it. Then you have the deep cuts of like uh The God That Failed of Wolf and Man. Mm-hmm. Uh Holier Wolf, Than Now. Wolf and Man is killer. Holier yeah. Than Now is a good song. Wherever I'm I roam. So I, I I did my breakdown. So I had two songs from Load. Mm-hmm. Um terrible album. Just really a band experimenting and it's just like when they're not busy rocking, they make songs that sound like, I, I mean, they, they sound like Godsmack B-sides kind of almost like it's pretty bad. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Zero songs from Reload. And I'll tell you this, I will go to bat for the song Fuel. The worst part about the song Fuel is not the song or the song structure or the melody it's James is singing. Ugh. James singing is like it's, it's so, so it's cringy. So over, it's so over the top. <laughs> like just like what is going on with that guy right there? But the song is really cool. Cool riffs, great chorus. It's just the vocal is so terrible. Even the memory remains like very different. Kind of cool. All right, but like goddamn. That Marianne to- Faithful shit, just to have her on it. It sounds yeah. it's it sounds insane. You know, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. I thought she did it, great. Off. It, it it's it just doesn't mix with me. It was just kind of like it felt like let's get this legend on here just to just to get her on there. But uh, yeah, and 
I mean, a lot of their lyrics could be like real juice, but the fuel, like, so what he desires, like fuel, like gasoline, like that's why. Yeah, what does that even yeah, mean? Yeah, fuel. Yo, he desires it. It's so ridiculous, but um, yeah. So, in retrospect, uh, for me, Death Magnetic is is the one, uh, and for you, it's Hardwired, right? Definitely. I, uh, I that this I always kind of thought that doing this whole list and working on it definitely solidified that. And I think 72 seasons I'd put right below it. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I think I'll, it's I'll, better than death magnetic, but um, you know, but obviously those three are cream of the crop. What would you say is worse? St. Anger or. Uh... Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. That's really tough. They all fail in their own. They both fail in their own special way. Uh sane anger or reload. Wow. I. Wow. I think they're both unlistenable, almost. Uh, and I actually was I when Frantic first came out, and they picked up the tempo, it did catch my ear and stuff. But then after a while, it just when he, when he says my lifestyle determines my death style. Oh boy, that that line is the is lives and should li- should live in infamy. It's terrible. And then when he's doing the friend tick tick, yeah, voice is cracking. I'm like, what though is going on in here? And Bob Rock is like, no, James, leave it. You're vulnerable. Yeah. This sounds great. Yeah, that was a guy that's been around the band way too long and got way too comfortable with shit. Yeah. Yeah. Like, probably scared to tell them no for anything, you know, like, well, I don't maybe, know. maybe they were all absent. Like, Lars is probably like, I don't give a fuck whatever James wants to do. And James is like, I don't care. I'm in rehab. And Kirk's like, hey, man, let's just like, let's just see what they want to do. Like, you know, so Bob Rock's probably like, all right, I'll just leave all this shit in there. But um, yeah, 72 seasons. I just want to say, like, uh, I really like all of them. And it's funny that you may mention Chasing Light. Because Chasing Light is one of my least favorite songs on the record. <laughs> Chasing Light, if Darkness had a son, I don't like. Um, even like the one that they love uh, in Amarada, it's cool. It's just mm. like, I don't know. It's just like, uh, it's all right, I guess. But uh, man, there's like the, the sleepers. Like I said, Too Far Gone, uh, Crown of Barbed Wire, uh, You Must Burn. Screaming suicide, seventy-two seasons, and you know what it is too. Like I, I, I gotta say, I, I maybe because they they spend so much time in between albums that they do want to give you like fucking you know almost eighty minutes worth of music, but it's too much. It's it's, it, it's way too much. It's too much. It's way too much. It, yeah, it's it, it's it, 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 it. That's what makes some of it forgettable for me because like sometimes I'll latch on to a part and. And then it just keeps going and going and adding on or something like that. And it's like, yeah, you didn't need to do this. You, ah. you, you know, like I, it's like you guys are jamming. It's almost like you're, you're, you're putting out like a, the demo of it or something. There's a yeah. lot of fat in here. You could probably trim and tighten this shit up. You know, I, but, uh, I, I agree. Z. All right. Yeah. Listen, you know, you've said it all. We've said it all. <laughs> You've said you think it they'll all. do the sh- you think they're gonna do the show now if we did we come out too hot on this? I feel like we were very complimentary. I feel like they are probably a band that can look back at like I I'd like to see their set list for for the last few shows to see what they include. 
because I guarantee you there's going to be zero songs from Load, Reload, and St. Anger. I almost guarantee it. They don't bust out Fuel anymore? That was a big hit, wasn't it? It's a lot of meatheads. I guess, but like... (laughs) That's a meathead song right there. That's what... That that song's what people that listen to country music listen to when they want to get crazy. Like that that is that is true. And I'll tell you, like my my sister's husband is one of those guys that like he likes. I mean, a bit. He likes no music except Metallica. So there are certain people like that. That it's like they listen to nothing but like two bands. (laughs) And you know, it's like that's what it is. They're like it blows my mind. Yeah, I and maybe that's who they're catering the eighty minutes to because it's like I got this guy's got to listen to this for the next six years till we make another one. (laughs) (laughs) But it's like there are there are certain people and they have a very like when you go see Metallica live, there's like Mm -hmm. about like seventy five percent of the audience that you're like I would never. I just you're a person I would never ever run into in my life, except and that you. started in that load reload era. Because some of the last Lollapalooza I ever went to, and I went to every single one of them, first, second, third, whatever. The one when they played and Wu Tang Clan played, yeah, and and uh, there was a lot of meatheads yelling a lot of disrespectful shit at the clan, and it yes. made me sick. I'm like, you know what, fuck that. I didn't even stay for Metallica. I was real disgusted by the whole. I. I remember that. I remember that. And it was like, yeah, it, it was like a the- monster truck rally and Wu-Tang Clan was playing there. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. this is not Lollapalooza. This is like bizarre. Now that's saying that, are you have any, are you planning on going to any of their shows in August at MetLife? You going to that? Well, For two nights. So when it comes to like big things like that, um, I'm always like a fly fly uh you know from the seat of my pants you know uh, mm-hmm. i i i don't i don't see myself doing it but every now and then somebody will be like hey i have an extra ticket to this or hey i can right. get into it because it's just like if if they had a good package then i'd be like i'll go see that but it's like five finger death punch right and well, one like- night is clearly better than the other i mean depending on how you're looking at it. the night with pantera with Zach and Charlie and Pantera opening for them. I think that's the that the Sunday show, I want to say. And then the other night is like, I don't know who the other band is there, but I know Pantera is doing that one. So that interests me. But I mean, it, it, I really would love to take my son to see Metallica. Now he's getting into music because it's it's a it's a 10 plus on the, their live shows are, you know, fantastic. Yeah. They're unbelievable. The best the best out there. One of the best that ever did it. They and, don't, but yeah. They don't I also do don't want to sit in like uh, for $150, like watch the screen because it's the, the floor, the floor, the general mission around it. And it's in the round in a stadium, which is holy crap. What bank they're going to make on this? But the floor is $470 plus ticket master surcharges per ticket. So oh, you're paying about, you're probably paying $550 ticket. Tell Aiden start delivering newspapers now. Yeah, you ain't kid. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. I I mean, more than likely, like I said, it's just like I've seen them a bunch, and if I get yeah. to go, cool. If not, it's just like there. Some bands are just too big to see. Like, like I've already I've already done it. So like I'm I'm good. Mm. Like I don't need to. I don't need that experience. And you know, it's like at this point is yeah. Rex the time even, is I went Rex to the big. Playing? 
I don't know. Yeah, I feel like he's not even I playing. Know. I feel like he got sick or something. Like, now it's just, like, Phil and three other... Oh, uh, you know, obviously not three other guys, but... Um... Yeah, no. I, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, uh, I would go if I could take him. If anybody wants to join our Patreon and give us a ticket, <laughs> <Tell them. laughs> uh, I, I'll accept that and stuff. That's but, it. yeah, I, I went to the Big Four show at Yankee Stadium was the last time I saw him. You can get better than that. Just like I'm not going to the Misfits again because I ain't going to top that. I'm I'm content to ride off into the sunset. Never. Yeah, I'm content. I am. I am very content. Those things, you know, like you said, the Big Four or the MSG Misfits, it's just like, no, nah, yeah, good. That's it. Yeah. I'm good. I'm it's only going to be worse. It's only going to, it can't be better. So <laughs> even if it's just the same, it's like, oh, okay, cool. Like, you know, and, and like, I, I feel like Danzig is probably not going to kill it every single night of that tour. Call me crazy. No, no, <laughs> he's on bar time. Call me crazy. I don't think he's going to do it. So, but, uh, all right. Yeah. Uh, cool. Metallica. Metallica. In the books. Again. Right.